Hey, folks, special treat for you here today. Lori May Peroff is our special guest. And my God, this lady is doing and has done a lot when it comes to real estate investing, when it comes to raising capital, when it comes to coaching and other people, helping other people get into real estate investing. She does a lot. There are millions of real estate investors out there, and most are stuck with just a couple of properties. They want financial freedom, but their small portfolio ends up costing them more in time, effort, and money than it's worth. Getting out of the rat race seems harder than ever. This show will help you do more deals, better deals, and bigger deals. Finally, you'll be able to reach your income and lifestyle goals. How? By attracting and leveraging private money partners and their capital. Now get ready to raise more money because here's your host, Dave Dubow. So zooming in from somewhere around beautiful Edmonton, Alberta today, we've got Lori May Baroff. Welcome to the show. Great to see you. Well, thank you so much for inviting me, Dave. It's a pleasure to be here. So let's just start quickly, 30,000 foot overview. When, why, and how did you get going with real estate investing? Uh, when? Uh, 2011. Uh, why? Uh, because my uh, father had passed away and left an inheritance. And I was burning through it as many people who have newfound money do. Mm-hmm. And I thought I needed to purchase something to, to have a little legacy, some sort of safety net that could represent my dad and, and his, uh, his gift to us. Um, Just out of curiosity, what was that first purchase that that you did with with the inheritance? Well, I was kind of afraid to be a landlord. (laughs) So I bought a pre-construction condo uh, that was being built uh, one block away from me that I could see from the window of the condo I was living in. So I sat there (laughs) and watched them build it every day. Watch it going up day by day. (laughs) Yep. Now your coffee break's been too long, buddy. Get back to work. All right. Well, you didn't stick to a pre-construction condos for very long. Where did where did the journey take you? And first, so so you kind of had the idea, you got this pot of money that you were burning through. You wanted to put it to good use, create a legacy, kind of put it to work the way you you think your dad probably wanted you to. Mm-hmm. Um so you got you got started with a pre-construction condo. Then what? Did you start uh doing different things. You start getting educated about real estate investing. What did, what did your journey look like? Yeah, it was uh, three condos in, including the one I was living in when um, we stumbled across a, a uh, I'm not sure if I can say the name, a <laughs> uh, network group, a uh, Keyspire network group. Uh, my uh-huh. husband uh, saw Scott McGilvery was uh, coming to Edmonton to do a show. Mm-hmm. And uh, he told me I should go see them. I said, there's really no reason to do that. We already have three properties. That's all the bank is going to let us have. So there's mm-hmm. nothing more we can do with real estate. And he said, well, you know, I think Scott may have gotten more than three. Why don't you go to the show and ask him how he did it? <laughs> so I did. Uh-huh. There yeah. you go. So that got you started. And then where where did they, where did things go from there? What did, what kind of deals did you start focusing on after that, Lauren? Well, you know, I kind of enjoyed that income property show and uh, Scott can renovate a basement suite in 20 minutes. So I figured I could probably do one in four months. Uh-huh. Uh, so I, I bought a property in Edmonton that needed a basement suite and all excited, set myself up for four months and about uh, I thought it should cost about $60,000. 16 months and $125,000 later, we had a basement suite, a little bit renovated upstairs as well. So I thought, well, and and a lot of learning, a lot of learning, learning. yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) 
So I said to myself, self, that that's a lot of money. But you know, the only reason why you blew everything so bad is because it was a learning curve. So you should do it again and see if you could do a little bit better. Uh So I refinanced uh, two of the condos we owned and uh, used the line of credit from this property that we just renovated to purchase another property that needed a basement suite got busy on my six month uh, renovation schedule and my $85,000 budget and 125,000 later and 12 months, I said, (laughs) I need some help with this. I'm not, I'm not very good at budgets or schedules. (laughs) I, I, I'm going to need somebody who's got a little bit better talent in this area than I do. So I started partnering with people who uh, did have some track record and some experience. And I still run that business today. It's Sweet Sweet Home Builds. And I partner with builders, renovators, flippers, and developers across Canada. I provide the equity and a little bit of guidance. And they sometimes stick to the schedule. They always stick to the budget because they contractually have to. (laughs) So there you go. So you become a money partner on these kind of deals, basically. Yeah, you know what, though, Dave, I still really enjoy doing it myself. Um, And from helping with other people and learning some tricks to the trades, I am better now with a budget and a schedule. So Uh I do my own too. (laughs) Um, But that's a different business. But that's how I got started with sweet deals and sweet, sweet home builds was because I I I tried. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm curious, Laurie, before you got into real estate, what was your background? What was what were you doing professionally? Oh, I taught Microsoft Office Suite to college students who didn't think they needed to learn Microsoft Office Suite. Turns out yeah. that's really transferable with uh, tenants that don't think they need to pay rent. Same skills. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Very good. Well, that's that. there are a lot of transferable skills from one thing to the other there. That's for sure. So you, you start off with the condos. You got into the, you know, putting in basement suites, duplex conversions, whatever we want to call that. You figured out you weren't great at it with your first couple. You partnered up with people, created a business out of that. So that's one part of your real estate investing empire, so to speak there, Lori May. So <laughs> what else do you do? Because you do a bunch of stuff. Well, it turns out that when you partner with flippers, they 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 like flipping, at least most of them do. Yeah. Um, somewhere around the third house, though, they start to get delusions of, well, I'd rather not work with somebody else's problems. Maybe we could build a house. So we'll, just, we'll do some infill builds. We'll just tear it down and start from scratch. It'll be easier and, and a better deal. I don't think they do more than one, possibly two infill builds when they go, I can do one, I can do 44. So another area of business that I got into was land development, uh, working as the capital raise and um, investor relations partner for larger land development projects. I'm doing one in Souk right now. So that's where the 44 lots came in. Um, In, That that business is going very well. Sweet Oasis uh, Homes. Got into some vacation properties with another partner, Sweet Sweet Retreats. Um, what else did we get into? I'm, I'm uh, hearing a sweet, uh, a, a sweet theme going on there. <laughs> sweet Sweet Home was the first first company that started. That was yeah. the condo rentals. Uh, then Sweet Inspiration is multifamily, so into multifamily properties now um, mm-hmm. with JP partners or um, with um, corporate partners. So yeah, Very lots cool. of different directions. And then tell me about your meetup because that that caught my eye. 
from a, from a marketing standpoint, well, a lot of what you do catches my eye. It's beautiful. This one really caught my eye. Tell me a little bit about your, your real, real estate meetup and why you got that started. So a question was raised uh, by uh, a colleague of mine that uh, her neighbor thought that all this real estate investing that they were doing was just fascinating. But, you know, she's over 50 now, so she she couldn't couldn't start anything. It was too late for me, but good for the other young folks. Mm -hmm. So my colleague said, you know, how do you combat that sort of um stupidity for lack of a better word yeah and and uh from that the silver hair investor team was born we're specifically designed to address the needs of real estate investors 50 years of age or older so we may not have as much runway as some of our younger colleagues might have most of us might have a little bit more money and potentially some more time depending on which side of the retirement journey you're on maybe a little bit of more life experience too Perhaps, yeah. Um, most of us have um, some some desire to leave a legacy, either to children or to favorite nieces, nephews, charities, all yeah. that sort of stuff that we we want to do. Um, and we need to figure out how to stop being savers one hundred percent of the time and start living off some of the savings that we've accumulated. Yeah. So, how do we transition from always putting it away and 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 start? taking it out without fearing that we're going to lose it all. <laughs> so so what do you what are you showing people 50 plus? Are you showing them how to become active real estate investors? Are you getting them involved as passive investors in other people's deals or both or what what is yeah. it what does it got to look like, Lori? Yeah, so we do a 45 minute off the top uh, educational segment, uh, about 20 minutes of chit chat uh, of uh, actually talk your shit, <laughs> to learn your shit. Uh, and then yeah, we because have silver haired uh, investor, investor trading, trading, the acronym. For shit. <laughs> Shit. Nice. I like I'm it. the shithead, <laughs> along with the other colleague that I mentioned before. Her name's Rochelle. Uh, we, uh, <laughs> you have to have a sen- questionable sense of humor and be over 50 to join. <laughs> <laughs> So we do a little training segment. Our training spans everything because we have some very active investors. We also have some that are going, what the hell are you doing? I just want to lay on a beach and write a check. We have some that are very concerned about um, certain specific causes. So we try to be holistic. Uh, A lot want lifestyle investments right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we try to be holistic in our approach to the education. Following the education, we have a share share your shit segment where you can pitch your deal to fellow investors um, or uh, tell me about an app or a book that you've read that's really helped reset your mindset and get you motivated and excited again. And then our last uh, segment is called Get Shit Done. And we break out into little breakout rooms, exchange information and uh, set our goals for the upcoming month. Then we call each other out on it. (laughs) You better do what you said you were going to do. No, that's very cool. So I'm assuming I could be wrong that this is a an online forum, a Zoom type get together, or is it in person? Yeah, no, we're Zoom across Canada, and we have about uh, 450 members now. I think that is wonderful. Yeah. That is yeah. fantastic. I absolutely love it. Um, Lori May, you you we'll have to get in. you signed up. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I definitely qualify, and in, in all all respects, questionable humor. 
I've been called a shithead many, many times, but not in this context. <laughs> and I'm That's a good over thing. 50. <laughs> definitely over 50. Um, so what I was going to ask is, it sounds like you got the whole raising capital thing pretty dialed in. When did that start for you in the first place? So, I mean, you inherited some money from your dad that got you into your first deal or two or three. Then you, you started scaling and it sounds like fairly early on, you started using OPM, other people's money besides the banks to do more and bigger deals. So how did that start for you? And, and what have been some of your big lessons or takeaways in your capital raising journey? Ah, so I started uh, back in 2017 when I was doing the partnering with builders and flippers. Um, we were, uh, you, you offer money to somebody and partner up with them. It's not too long before they have more projects than you have capacity or desire to fund. Right. Uh, so I brought it out to, to my membership, to my network and said that I was willing to um, borrow money. I'm and uh, pay interest monthly interest. I'm not on. Um, I'm not on the title of the projects that we're on. I partner with these people with JV agreements. So my my borrowing uh, through that company is all on promissory note, mm -hmm. which has its own own risks. It's a high risk uh, loan uh, since you're not on title for anything. But uh, because of that, we pay a slightly higher than average interest rate. And um, so far, it's been going pretty good. Never missed an interest payment. Pay everybody back when they want to be paid back. Uh, that said, I've had to ask for an extension now and again when projects go different lengths than expected. But mm -hmm. on the whole, uh, nobody's outstanding any capital. So we're we're doing pretty good. I'm enjoying it. That That's awesome. Do you mind if I ask you a few questions around that, Laurie, maybe? Because a yeah, lot of sure. people are kind of... Okay, so you're you're borrowing money from people using promissory notes, and then you're you're using that capital for the renovation projects or the the building, kind of whatever needs it. Typically, shorter term type projects. Um, did you set up a separate company for that? Is there, you know, as far as securities and what no whatnot goes, did, did you have to? get licensing or become a mortgage broker or anything like that to stay compliant? Yeah, so we limit the amount of, of borrowing that we do. We, uh, we're working on smaller projects, one-offs here and there. Uh, it, sweet deals are one-year term. Um, and I pay a set rate of interest. You are mm -hmm. lending the funds to the corporation, Sweet Sweet Home Builds, not to the project. Mm -hmm. So it is; it can be used for anything within the corporate um, discretion. Very good. All right. So bottom line is the people that are investing with you definitely know you, like you, and trust you a lot with their money because like you're very transparent about, it's not a secured investment. Correct. Um, they sign off that they acknowledge that, that they're aware this is high risk. Exactly. That's that's really important. So nobody nobody's got the wool pulled over their eyes. Not I guess my question, for you, <laughs> my, my question for you is, what have you found has worked best for you, even starting back in the day, for getting people on board as investors? I take a rather holistic approach, so I'm not sure what portion of it works best. Okay. I, I, 
you do a whole bunch of different stuff and it all kind of synergetically works. So what are the, what what I don't do well is follow up. (laughs) What's that? What I don't do well is follow up. So if I have a a weakness that I have to work on in my capital game, that would be it. Mm -hmm. Um, But I provide information um, through, through various formats, a lot through my Facebook page. I hold um, discovery call meetings where we can talk about anything related to real estate, my investments, yes, but anything you want about real estate for 30 minutes. I attend all the meetup groups and and uh, investor summits and stuff like that that I can get to. Um, and just just a lot of meetings, a lot of just being available to help people. I think that adds to the no like and trust factor. Mm-hmm. That's not why I do it, though. I do it because I love it. And I, yeah. <laughs> I love this real estate stuff. I think like you do, too. You just want to talk about it. Yeah. No, that is wonderful. I love it. Well, thanks for sharing how, how you've structured things and how you do things. And it sounds like... Well, you're, you're definitely a high personality kind of person. So I can see you just kind of naturally attracting people. You're not shy. You've got a sharp marketing mind. You come, I just, I love all the, you know, I love the names of your companies. I love the name of your uh, SHIT group. I you know everything is, is very, you can very, say it. very well. <laughs> Well, I, I, I said SHIT because I forgot I forgot what is silver-haired investor training group. Yeah. Team. Yeah. <laughs> no, that is that is fantastic. So what would you when it comes to the capital side of things? So you've got you're you're raising capital that way. Are you bringing on joint venture partners as well for any specific type deals? And now that you're getting into multifamily, are you starting to syndicate as well? Uh, so I, I do have a, a fund called uh, Mordor's Capital Corporation. Mm-hmm. It's a mortgage investment corporation. So I, I've been doing private lending since 2014. Really, really, really enjoy it. I control our our uh, self-directed funds, both myself and my husband's. And now having this mortgage investment corporation, I'm able to put out mortgages across Canada as well, uh, raising capital from shareholders that become preferred shareholders uh, in the class that best suits their their risk profile. That's my uh, lower risk investment stuff as yeah. opposed to sweet deals. Um, and yes, now in addition, I've gotten into multifamily. So yes, I'm bringing in uh, joint venture partners isn't really what I'd say. Uh, no. Generally, when you're buying a larger multifamily, you strike a corporation. So we come in as uh, shareholders and directors of the corporation. Yeah, or limited partners, depending on yeah, that that sort of thing. Yeah. Ex- okay, very, very cool. So your MIC, that's interesting. When did you start that? And um, maybe give people a big picture overview of, of what that what a MIC looks like, what it means, what it how it works. A MIC is kind of like a private lender's bank. Yeah. For lack of better terminology. So investors come in, they they buy shares in whichever share class suits their lending profile. Each share class has very strict criteria about the sorts of mortgages that it will consider lending on. 
We put out the mortgages to uh, to mainly to investors who pay interest on that mortgage. The mortgage uh, interest money comes back into the share pool and gets distributed back to the share uh, shareholders uh, that hold the shares in that pool. Mm-hmm. What I really liked about it and what attracted me to the MIC was that in order to maintain MIC status, you cannot keep any profit in the MIC. of profits must be distributed back to the shareholders. So that's that to me was a very, very, very interesting asset class. So the first question I normally get asked after that then is if 100% of the profit is going back to the shareholders, how do you get paid? So mama gets paid by running the management company that manages the mortgages. <laughs> uh, so uh, shareholders don't have to pay me. The borrowers pay me when they pay the lender's fee. So I so share they're, the interest. They're paying points or they're paying a fee to get the mortgage. Exactly. Yeah. Very, very cool. So very I get cool. the fees. The investors get the interest. Nice. And um, a lot of people have heard of mix. They put, kind of thought about it. It seemed to me like this was something that only mortgage brokers could do. Is that true or is that false? Are you a mortgage broker as well, or you you just own your own MIC? And, okay. Is yeah. it is it a complicated, expensive thing to get set up in your experience? Oh Jesus, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I oh so. my God. <laughs> and one thing I do caution you, if you ever look into setting one up, a lawyer is going to tell you how much it costs to set up a MIC. The, what they mean is how much their bill is going to be. It's double because you also have accounting bills and other specialized legal advice that you need. So um, it, when you, when they tell you it's going to be 80, double it. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a, an, an expensive proposition. So for the, for the MIC, kind of what amount of capital do you have to have in it for it really to make sense financially to to start up your own MIC? I wouldn't even consider doing a MIC if you have less than $5 million, uh, for your projects that you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. You don't really start to make money, break even and make money until you're hitting the $10 million mark, somewhere right. between 8 and $10 million. Did you know that going in? Oh, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> Nope. So <laughs> all I, guess... I knew is I couldn't do the syndicated mortgage that I wanted to do for the uh, land development deal I had. So I had at the time I had 76 investors lined up to do a land development deal. I went to probably 10 private lending lawyers to do a syndicated mortgage. All happy to see me. Come on in, Lori May. So excited to get some sweet business. Have a seat and let's talk about this. I pull out my 76 files and they say, oh, I'm so sorry. I forgot I had another meeting. You just run along now. <laughs> they could not slam the door in my face fast. <laughs> wow. So the only choice I had was to start a MIC. I didn't even know what a MIC was. My lawyer came to me, told me this is what we have to do. In that room at that time, we had him. I figure it was about $2,500 an hour of faces in the Zoom circle. (laughs) So I went around the circle and asked everybody if they knew what they had to do for the next steps in order to get this MIC done and get it out there and get us up and operating. And this is our timeline. Can you do it in the timeline? Yes, 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 yes. Got back up to the top to the main lawyer that presented it. Everybody else had laughed and said, what the F is a MIC? (laughs) (laughs) What am I buying? 
<laughs> yeah. So when was that, Lori May? When did you when did you set that up? Ah, uh, we bought the property in 2020, so it would have been December 2020. No, uh, October to December 2020. All right. So knowing what you know now, would you do that again, mm. or what? What would you do differently? I would have done an MFT. An MFT would allow me greater flexibility for the for other bringing in other new land development projects. This MIC was more designed to be a mortgage investment corporation to do mortgages. I still like that. I'm still happy that I did it. But if I had my hat on right for the land development project, I would have used an MFT. Not and what does MFT mean? Uh, mutual fund trust. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so right. mutual fund trust, the thing that scares most people about that one is you have to have 150 unique investors at all times or it collapses and you have to return all the money, which when it's registered money in a land development project can be a little challenging, but uh, the 150 unique investors doesn't scare me anymore. Yeah, very, very good. Lori May, this has been fascinating. I want to thank you very much for joining me on the show and, and sharing some of your insights and some of your experience has been absolutely wonderful if people want to find out more about you and and all things Lori may where should they go <laughs> well let's make it easy how about laurimay.ca that's pretty easy yeah awesome. <laughs> <laughs> all right Lori may well thank you so much this has been great and everybody reach out to Lori may if anything she's, she's been talking about makes sense to you uh, she's a very very open person and very very interested in helping other real estate investors on their path. So take care and we will talk to you on the next episode. This episode is brought to you by moneypartnerformula.com. Our Money Partner Formula service allows you to raise all the private capital you need to do all the deals you want while we handle the hard stuff. We offer reliable and affordable done-for-you marketing services that get you investor meetings booked without all the work. So go ahead and check out the website right now. And then feel free to schedule a call with me and let's take your portfolio to the next level. Again, that's moneypartnerformula.com. Watch investor meetings pop up in your calendar. We handle the rest.